and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. I'm uh, very interested and excited to sort of dive into our topic today because it's something that Laura really brought up to my attention. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a really juicy, we have no idea where this is going to go kind of podcast. I love those (laughs) kind of podcasts, (laughs) but we're going to sort of dive in today and talk about, is there right timing in business? right? So is there the right time for things and the wrong time for things? Does sequence matter? You know, like I think as women, we often talk about things cyclically and, you know, following our rhythms and the timing of things. So we're going to kind of look and dissect this topic and think about, is there right timing? Do women have the sense of right timing and are we following it? Yeah. I think what really has my curiosity peaked is, you know, the question of are women, is this somehow give us an edge? Does, does our connection to timing and rhythm, is it possible that this could give us an edge in business? Is it like the hidden thing that a lot of men are taking for granted that they think more linearly like, oh, do we have this product ready for launch? Where when I hear like my female colleagues and you know, sister entrepreneurs, like I hear them say um, things like, well, Mercury is in retrograde, so I'm actually not going to negotiate with this. <laughs> and I mean, it's the crowd I run into, but, you know, I'm not going to negotiate this contract because it's not a good time for communication. So I'm just going to wait and sit on it. And then, you know, and then I, when I feel really solid, I'm just going to trust my gut on that. And then I'm going to approach it. I'm just piqued my curiosity, Sonia, because I hear this more and more where women are actually alluding to intuition, timing of things. It feels right. It doesn't feel right. Trusting their gut on it. Um, I even have one friend that checks the moon for the cycles of um, the moon to avoid doing anything big when the moon is void, of course. I don't know if any of the listeners know about that, but you can actually go and look and find the calendar. When the moon is void, of course, it just means that it's not in a specific trajectory. So apparently there's less energy to move something forward. So she won't launch a big project or start something on that day. She's like, oh, I'll just wait because the moon goes in and out of void and I just wait till it's back in and then I, then I do it. So 
I think it's quite fascinating. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, look, it's interesting because I don't know how I feel about all that, right? Like I look, I think yeah. about it like Mercury retrograde. I have definitely seen some really weird stuff happen during Mercury retrograde. Like I'm, I probably wouldn't not do something, but I would probably be hesitant given what I've experienced. Right. <laughs> but I guess, you know, it's interesting because I do think that all the energies, like there's so many different influences and energies. So whether you're into astrology or you're into neurology or you're into, you know, when you were born, you're into um, the energy of things, right? On all levels, there's a whole lot of philosophies around it. I do think we all have influences and I find those influences really interesting, but I also think we have the power to uh, work around those influences. Like, you know, it's, I like to think that I'm in control, not in a controlling way, but like I have the power. Like if I want to do something, I can create it. It doesn't matter what the influence is. But I do think, you know, sort of working with rhythms and cycles and, you know, following our intuition is really important. And I do think women have a superpower in that. Um, And I'm very cyclical, I guess, or even like, I'm very much about sequence and timing. Yeah. I do think they're important. And I teach that a lot in some of the work that I do is that there is a right sequence to building things. There is a right sequence to building your business. And a lot of people are out of sequence and there is a right timing to things. And I like to, to simplify things by looking at them in themes, right? So even when I'm working with people to kind of look at their business in the next five years, for instance, I like to break it down into phases and theme each phase so that it's really simple for us to feel what we need to be focused on in that time period. But yeah, it's a really interesting topic. Yeah. Well, and it also, you know, how when you start thinking about something, you come across, it's like your ears pick up on anything related to this topic. So I actually um, was scrolling through my podcasts and of course, um, right, listening to ours uh, about niche. If people have missed that one, need to go back and listen to that one. (laughs) And I was like, listen, scrolling down and, and I have Good Life Project, which is one that I recommend that people check out. He's got a great podcast. He interviews different authors and people in wellness and um, entrepreneurship. And this particular interview was with Dan Pink, Daniel Pink. A lot of people know he wrote the book Drive, I think, and like seven other books. And he was talking about his newest book, is about timing, the science of timing. And he himself, he says, I'm a writer, I'm not a scientist, but I die, I went and kind of dove into research for three years. Like the, for three years, I've been researching time. And he's like, it's fascinating, like how much research there is on humans trying to understand time. Mm. And I thought, oh, timing comes up. It's coming up for me right now. I was just thinking about, is there the right time or the wrong time? And so he says there's actually science, like to your point about sequencing and and such, he's like, there is a science around perfect timing. If you look at human capacity as far as optimal times and less optimal times, we actually, throughout the day, we have more, most people actually have more capacity, cognitive capacity in the morning time. He says there's a peak and then there's a trough and then there's the recovery. And that's from what he found of of the research. So I thought, well, that is really 
fascinating as well that he kind of dove into the science of it and understanding there is kind of a sequencing in, in how humans work. But then I kind of, my brain took a little bit further to be like, but that's so interesting hearing this man, you know, talk about the science of it and wanting to understand timing. And I think, but with the, with women and our connection to cycles and even just like our menstrual cycle, menses is moon and we cycle 30 days. So there's this innate tendency that we have to, to constantly work in a 30 day cycle. And with my clients, they've noticed that it, there are certain times within their cycle that they are really creative and they are very energetic and they've learned to optimize that. Mm-hmm. And then on the part of their 30 day cycle that they're slow and tired and just want to veg and rest. If they allow themselves to do that, then they optimize their energy by just noticing when to be productive and when to rest. And it just got me thinking like women have a really special connection to timing. If we like, you know, get, allow ourselves to like get into it. Well, and I think that is really the key point, like allowing ourselves. See, what I find is that very few people and women in particular are actually connected to their rhythm, right? Like how many of us have railroaded over our, you know, menstrual cycle, for instance, you know, you know, trying to push it down, inconvenient thing, you know, where it's like, I actually see so much value in our cycle, right? Because, right the way I see when we're uh, menstruating is that, you know, there's so much emotional stuff that comes up and, you know, what a lot of people label sort of PMS or, you know, Oh, it's this bad thing. I actually think it's a gift. We have this amazing gift that things that are, have been inside of us and we've been resisting or we've not been dealing with, it's like they come to the surface so we can actually integrate them and move on. And, and so it's like, you know, looking at sort of those cycles, you know, I find they're quite a gift, but I think so many people have um, denied them, ran over them, ignored them. There's nothing sacred in them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've gotten disconnected from our sacred cycles Mm. and women have an intuitive knowing. And, And just even when we say like, I don't know, I just felt a knowing that I should reach out to that person. And then now that person is actually my business partner. And I don't know, I just felt it. I just, I hear from women a lot more like the timing of things. If they allow themselves to feel into that knowing and they act on it. And then there's also by allowing, this is something I think, you know, you and I talked a little bit about before we got on the call, like going to segue into, you know, there's the knowing and trusting and, um, that like being spot on. And then there's also if the timing didn't work out or using timing as an excuse sometimes to Mm. avoid responsibility or or like, or somehow, yeah, using time as an excuse can, can get us into the wrong direction. I don't know if you want to say more about like that there can be a way that we misuse this kind of, oh, it just happens when it happens or everything happens in its own time. Like sometimes that can be a little bit 
I actually cannot stand the phrase, um, it was meant to be, or it's actually <laughs> like, oh, like it's just, that must just, what is it? It's like, it just wasn't the right timing. It's just not meant to be like, I can't stand that phrase. And I think, <laughs> you know, the reason is, is because I get it. Like, and in truth, that can be true. But I find that a lot of people are using it as an identity, right? It's like they use sort of the timing and the intuition, they actually, um, you know, they, they mess with the sacredness of our intuition. And I see this happen a lot. So, so, you know, like, yeah, I think we've got to split hairs because, you know, if I look at it simply, women have a power and their power is that intuition. And part of that power is us being able to feel timing, right? Feel the same follow our rhythms. Like that's true. Absolutely. 100% true. But what I find is that very few women have learned to have learned to navigate it. They've, they have lost that skill and that gift because they've, you know, been operating in a masculine world for so long and that's not their fault. Like it's very systematic. So I think, you know, we've got that happening, but then what happens is then women take that sacred gift and they use it as a weapon or they use it as an excuse or the, I mean, I, I've had people in my life who are like using their intuition as a weapon. Like they no longer want to confront or address a situation. And so they say things like my intuition is telling me I should stop talking to you. Like, there's yeah. like you know, which is like a weapon. So I think, you know, we've got sort of these things that we've got to address and talk about because Sometimes I also get a lot of questions around intuition because I teach a lot about how to operate your business from a more intuitive place. But I get a lot of women saying, well, my intuitions failed me, right? And I'm like, well, let's look back and see if that was actually your intuition. Right. No, I think this is really good. That's why I love when we haven't thought a lot about a topic, we just dive in because we can take this in several different directions. And I think that, yeah, and I appreciate you reflecting on like, there is something really sacred about timing in, in a, in women's relationships to, to timing and, and feeling into that. But like so many things, men and women can use these types of, um, innate gifts mm. as excuses. And what I love, like one of the podcasts that you and I both, both really love bliss and grit, they talk about spiritual bypass in one of their episodes, mm. like spiritual bypassing. And I really appreciated that they brought that one to the forefront because in my, in my world in which I'm moving in, there is a lot of spiritual development and we can get to the point where we use these things kind of, like you said, as a defense or as a weapon, like either defensively or offensively. Mm. And so we really have to know, like, when is it, appropriate to say, I'm just going to trust that the timing wasn't right. And I'm not going to get too discouraged. I'm just going to listen to, you know, what I just keep taking in information and make a decision and move forward or something. Cause I feel like sometimes it can be really healthy. Like that's okay. It just wasn't mm-hmm. like, I see what you're saying. Like there's ways that people say it. That's very triggering. Like just wasn't meant to be la la la, like spiritual bypass. <laughs> and then there's the really compassionate, like, oh, maybe the time, maybe I was pushing that. And mm. intuitively, if I really sit back right now and, and, and kind of feel into that, I can feel like, 
it just might not have been the right time. And I, I can sit and be patient and allow for something to unfold here and just be, be comfortable with the not knowing and wait for that time or something, you know, that, you know, can you feel that difference as I even talk yeah. about it? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I can feel the difference from people around me, right? Like, so yeah. this, is, this is how I, I mean, I do have, I have honed my sense around this, you know, as yeah. I've talked a lot about, we've worked with our feel sense a lot over the years. So we have is honed our intuition meter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean like, you know, intuition is a gift, but so many of us haven't utilized it. So it's like, like any gift it's, I think it has to be practiced and um, understood. And so for years and years and years, I've like consciously worked with my intuition and practice it. And so yeah. it gives me a sense of feeling things. And you know, I can have people, you can, you can sort of look at it in terms of like when I'm doing sales calls or when I'm doing, you know, uh, strategy calls with people. And, and so you have the people who you're like, oh, like they really could use your help and they're really ready and they're a good fit. And they come back and they're like, um, you know, this is not the right timing. You can feel the difference between the people who it's really not right timing. And they've felt it. They've given themselves the space to feel it. And it's not a good fit right now. And that's awesome. Like I have no attention on that. When that happens, I'm like, fantastic. Sounds great. If you ever, if you're ever interested again, just reach out. And then you've got the people who are like, it's not the right timing, but you can actually feel their fear. Like it's like they're coming not from intuition, but from a fear of investing or a fear of making a mistake or feel, you know, and so you can actually feel it even with other people. And I think it's learning to feel it within ourselves. Where are we coming yeah. from? Like, you know, is it actually the wrong time? I mean, I wish people would evaluate this a lot more. I wish they would stop because so often I see women making mistakes around sequence, right? They're, it's not the right timing for what they're trying to do, but they're trying to push it. They're trying to like succeed now. They're trying, and, and it's like, it's really cool when, when you know, I, and maybe it's the difference between when people are in it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, right? Like, you know, yeah. for me, I'm playing the long game. Like, I, it doesn't matter. I don't need to rush the process of my business because I'm playing the long game. Like, you know, I know where yeah. I'm going and I'm in it. I think when people want a quick fix or they're just trying to make money, you know, then that can, that's not a long game. And so maybe it's like they don't, they don't take that time or that ability to sit and feel, is this the right time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, it's a really interesting perspective. And I think one that works in my scenario as well is that timing for me, it's, is been, I've developed my relationship with my intuitive knowing and also the trusting of time. And, and then maybe that's different. There's different nuances of that. But for me, I think why I was curious about this topic is like, wow, the longer I've been in my business, the more patient I have become. And I've learned to trust that the timing of things in my business may not, I, I, I trust it to unfold and it just may not always be the way that I expected or thought it was going to be. And that doesn't make it wrong or doesn't mean that my business is going in the wrong direction or about to fail. Like I've been pleasantly surprised by timing and by moments where I thought, oh, I completely missed this timing and now it's not going to work. And then the next thing happens 
And I'm pleasantly surprised and grateful for the timing. Like, oh, it's so good that I didn't do this because now look what I have the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. And my ability to trust that and not be so reactive um, and not so forceful with things has just been something that's evolved over time. Ha, over time. Yes. Look, agreed. And I think that what, you know, uh, if we take this up to a higher level, what we're really talking about is, are you being ruled by your intuition? Are you being ruled by your logic? Right. Uh, You know, uh and that's the very feminine and masculine thing as well. Like we want to use our logic. It's not about, you know, not listening to reason and not being reasonable. But what I find is that women are more effective and more successful in business if they're letting their intuition lead, if they're letting their feel sense lead. Like, you know, and, and I, my, my poor husband is always sort of throwing him under the bus, but you know, like mm-hmm. him and I are very sort of, we're the epitome of kind of the feminine and masculine. He's very masculine. I'm very feminine. I, I am totally ruled by intuition and I'm very logical and reasonable as well, but I know that I have to have a sense of feeling things first. And that works really well for me. And he's more logical. So oftentimes he's trying to push me to things like, you know, I'll be talking about my business and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. And he's like, oh, but let me help you. We can do this faster. We can do this and this and this. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like, you know, I, I feel where I need to be and I'm exactly where I need to be. And that's it. Like, I know, like on a logical standpoint, if you push it a little bit harder, you can reach more, but that's not right for me. And so I think, you know, this ability for us to learn, to navigate and to feel the right timing and to feel the rhythms and to feel the cycles and to feel the simplicity of our, you know, progress in our business is really important. But what I find, and this is where that other side comes in, is that women don't usually take the time. They, and so then they don't question, what am I feeling? So, you know, what happens is they're like, oh, my intuition says it's not the right time. But I'm like, okay, well, how much have you actually like explored that? Is it not the right time or is it that there's fear there? And so the fear is telling you it's not the right time. Like what is actually going on? And it requires that exploration to be able to find the wisdom. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that in my own personal exploration of time, it's also given me more ability. It's allowed me or helped me, encouraged me to become more compassionate Hmm. with myself. And the reason why is that by trusting myself to know the sequence of things, to, to feel into, is it the right time? Is it not the right time? That when it's just not the right time, or maybe sometimes I do drop a ball and I'm like, crap, I really wanted that to be the time. And it didn't happen. There's this ability for me to be compassionate. If I have a relationship to time that is fluid, that's like, you know what, maybe that was the optimal time, but it didn't happen. And it didn't happen because life is like that. And I'm just going to trust that there's another entry point that time will allow another time, (laughs) another moment will open up, another portal in time will open up and it'll be okay. Um, I think that 
that that's something that when I was a younger woman with all my ambitions, I had more of a perfectionist approach that I had certain things that needed to get done by a certain time. And if I didn't, I felt bad about myself and I felt like I had let people down or myself down. And as I've gotten older and, and as I've been in the long game of entrepreneurship, I've realized that time can be on my side and I can be compassionate when I drop the ball and, I'm, and I miss the, the, what I perceived as the perfect timing. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it's a, it is the, that patience and that self-compassion is actually really important. And what I see is, you know, there's two things that I think are kind of the primary reason that women don't follow their own rhythm are they are out of sequence in their businesses and in life. Like this isn't just yeah. applicable to business, but, you know, and, and one is because the majority of, of voices out there are masculine. Even the women are still teaching a lot of masculine principles in business. And so a lot of women are out of sequence because it's like logic and masculine and, you know, all of these ideas. So, you know, a lot of marketing, a lot of the way people are talking about business is all very masculine. So I think that's yeah. one thing that, that pulls people out of sequence because they no longer can feel what's right. They're just confused. And the second thing is the pushing, right? Because the pushing takes us out of sequence. You know, instead of being patient and allowing ourselves the space to feel what's right for us, to follow our rhythm, to be okay with that, we push, 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 push. And that takes us out of sequence, right? It takes us out of right timing and into wrong timing. And then we wonder why isn't everything working the way we want it to work? <laughs> yes. Because you can think that, well, I'm waiting, I'm nailing this. Like I'm getting this perfect timing and it's still not working because that is maybe, like you said, you're pushing through to a timetable that really isn't the best one. It's what you are perceiving is kind of the success model or whatever it is that you have. Because we often, we put very unrealistic timetables on ourselves, mm. right? We've talked about this before with sort of the overnight success in business is a very unrealistic timetable. Like why yeah. would we even do that to ourselves? <laughs> like, yes. Even a year of, you know, yes. successful in a year is an over-realistic timetable. Yeah. yeah. So I just think like our human relationship with time is complicated and it's interesting, you know, the mm. way that we just put parameters around ourselves. And maybe right now I feel particularly sensitive to time because I feel like I never have enough. And I'm trying mm. to work on that. Like <laughs> I have enough time. I have more than enough time. It's another mantra I like. But the feeling of time being very specific because I have a lot of things to balance with family and with work and you have your child, you know, when your children, all the listeners that have small kids and you've mothered through the years of you only have three hours of childcare, you only have four hours, or maybe you're fortunate enough to have a whole day, but this gets into, you know, another relationship to time, time management and stuff. But the connection is that we're always having to be cognizant of timing. If we feel a limited amount of time. And I just wonder if women feel that more than their male counterparts because of that traditional 
um, childcare being our responsibility, even though that's changing for many of us, it's still the dominant story for a lot of women, you know, their time being stamped into when you can work and when you're with your kids. Yeah. And I think, I think around that, actually, we need to sort of talk about some underlying things. One is we've lost our sense of you know, timing, right? Like just with nature, like I think about, you know, you look at nature and it's all in perfect timing, right? Like the the leaves change, they die, they grow again. There's like this, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. It's like, it's cyclical and it's in timing. And, you know, and when you're, you know, if you do any gardening, it doesn't happen overnight. You plant it, you know, you water it, it grows and then it dies and then, you, you know, it grows again. So it's like, there's this, we've lost our connection to nature and even our natural yeah. selves, right? As we talked about with our menstrual cycles or with the moon or with, you know, the rhythms of things. I think we've lost that in that. And in that, it's like, we've lost a sense of understanding and wisdom around our timing. So that's yeah. one thing. And I think the other thing is, are we push ourselves like see to me if any of us and and then and I can apply this to myself as well because I'm definitely not mastered in this area you know but if I'm feeling like I don't have time then my question is probably to myself where am I pushing things right and I would probably say that to you as well Laura where are you pushing things and there's mm-hmm. all these ways that we push ourselves that are just, you know, even down to the smallest things. Like I think about like preparing dinner is like this thing for me. Like I feel like I have to prepare a big dinner every night. Like, you know, I mean, I buy all the groceries on the weekend for the week. I plan my meals. I like, you know, I have like a big dinner, right? Like I, yeah. I spend time making dinner every night, even on my busy nights. And, and I think why? Like that's not necessary, right? It it hurts my time. It I struggle with time because of it. I'm feeling stressed out on those nights, you know, that I'm working really late and then I've got to right, go into dinner. And it's like, why? So I've been working with, you know, why am I pushing myself? Like, just go get something out out to eat, right? Or yep. let's mm-hmm. just have sandwiches or just make eggs. Like it just doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. but this way that I push myself because I've put importance on it, because I've made it like, this is my duty. It's my job. And if I don't do it, I'm a failure. You know, so I think we have to start to examine where are we pushing ourselves? Because the truth is a lot of what we do around time is self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's this self-imposed that's why I said it's complicated, right? Mm. Or a complex relationship we have with time. Because mm. we're either trying to control it and, and, and make it kind of bend to our will, or we feel completely helpless to it. Um, yeah. So it just had me kind of thinking of, well, in what way is it actually benefiting us? And, and, and how is it that we may learn to befriend Time, I guess, befriending the time-ing of things, you know, letting ourselves, like you said, not push, but accept and mm. let things unfold and, and trust. Yeah, there's just, there's something there. And I love, like, like I'm not going to completely be done with this reflection of time and because it's this ongoing 
relationship that we all have in the world that measures ourselves by time, right? We're very time obsessed in this culture. We're, you know, like think about aging, like we have to mark how old we are and it means all this stuff to us and Mm. how big, you know, how long it takes us to be successful. Um, So we want to, you know, everything is always short. It seems like we value things that are short turnovers, like quick successes, youth, like somehow, you know, and I feel like the feminine knows that there's so much strength in time unfolding. Mm. And that, that right there, like just stopping right there, right? Feel time unfolding. Yeah. Right? We, we are always trying to control it. But what if we just let it unfold? And look, I'm not saying let's not be practical, right? Like we are running businesses. I need to make my appointments when I have them. Right. But one <laughs> of the things I'm learning for myself is I actually need to create space where time can unfold. Because if I don't do that, I am not fully functional. Like, you know, I have days where I'm working with clients or on calls like seven or eight hours and, you know, straight. And so it's like on those off days, I need to have some space and some time to just let time unfold. I just want to sit in nature. I want to sit in a coffee shop and I want to not have to do and fit everything in and make everything. And it's, I think there, we're so indoctrinated around time that we're all pulled. We're all pulled into having to do more, get more done, get our checklist done. And then I still constantly question with myself, am I pushing, (laughs) right? Right, yeah. Am I pushing things? Do I really have to do all that right now? Or is this some contrived idea I have in my mind? And it's true. I contrive a lot of things in my mind of what I have to do when honestly, some of it's just really not important. Hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm I'm letting it unfold. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think like, obviously we're, we're, we don't have a magic bullet or the key or the answer. Like this is a exploration. And I think, you know, one of the things I personally sort of taken out of this, you know, chat is that I feel like I can accept things more that, that I want to actually do more evaluation of like, you know, what is the timing? Am I pushing yeah. things? You know, is there more that I can accept and more that I can honor um, in, in timing versus me trying to control everything and push everything and bend it all to my will? Um, and yeah. so I think that's a practice yeah. I want to have a lot more often. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that like understanding the human brain, our cognitive capacity, it is kind of interesting that there are just optimal times for us to do things. And that's kind of cool, like to learn about it and learn about yourself. And if you're a morning person, this is something you've talked about before, like helping people find, like when you're, when you're in your natural flow states, like what time is that? Some people are night owls, some people are early birds and just like knowing that that's cool too. Like learning what works for you and then just doing that, letting yourself off the hook when like I've gotten to where I don't expect a lot from myself in the evening. And, you know, and I used to push to get deadlines and now I'm like, you know what? My brain is not going to work. So I'm just going to watch 
a movie and go to bed and get up early, early. If I have a deadline, I'd be better to just wake up at four in the morning than to stay up. I'm, I'm useless at night. It's like, me too. just let, so, you know, like learning. So there's, there's the unfolding and the, and the trusting and being more patient with time. And then there's, if you're really interested, learning a little bit about the science of time in, in human capacity and, and then just giving yourself permission when it's not your time and it's not when you're in your optimal state to be highly creative and analytical or whatever it is you're trying to do, then just let that one go and <laughs> go veg and get a hot bath or like do something, go have coffee with a friend, you know, just like let it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I think it's really good. I, I think there is a sacredness around time that we've lost. Yeah. And I, I would really, I feel like sacred is a theme today and like, yeah, yeah. It just made me think of what you said about nature. I think that this is the thing we live in such artificial environments now in this modern society in which we lose connection to the natural rhythms where our ancestors that lived in the elements in, in, the na- natural rhythms of things. They couldn't, you know, they went to bed because it was dark. They woke up because it was light. They, you know, did this particular activity because there was sun. They did this one because there was darkness. You know, it's like the artificial creation of environment has allowed us to do so many things and, and so many wonderful things, but it's also come at that cost of probably that, that cost of not always being in tune with the natural rhythms and remembering that those natural rhythms are not gone within the human body. We're just disconnected from them. Like they, they're still there. That knowing is still there from yes. all of our times here on earth. Definitely. And I think the more we get back into our natural rhythms, the more that we, you know, align our business with natural rhythms, the more yeah. success we're going to have. And and not just success on an income level, but success yeah. and fulfillment, fulfillment and freedom and all of those things. Yeah. So if anything, I think this topic has just brought for me some more reflection on how befriending time can really be an asset for me in my work and in my relationships. And it's just one to continue to reflect and notice, you know, just as we do on our finances and just like we do on our marketing and our strategies. It's like just checking in from time to time, like how are we doing with, with rhythms and with synchronicities and letting ourselves be in certain states? Yeah. I flow. Agree. Yeah. So I hope this has been interesting for everyone (laughs) and I'm sure we'll explore (laughs) timing and rhythm again. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. 
Okay, talk to you next week.